Welcome to Etc. I'm Anne. And I'm Casey. Hi, Casey. How are you? Hi, Anne. Hello. How's your weekend? You know, it's it's going good. Is it? It's like 50 degrees outside today. Oh, I wore flip-flops yesterday. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wore um, no socks with tennis shoes. Well, that is brave of you. <laughs> you 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 adapt in the cold climate. I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a chameleon. Nope. I don't know. Something a chameleon like wouldn't last adaptable. in that weather. Are you kidding me? Whatever. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's beautiful. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's gorge. It's... Yeah, I was out in the um, I was out in the wild yesterday. I went to the grocery store, and because. Emmy was having a play date, so we had to go get play date food, which mm-hmm. consisted of a cart full of crap I didn't need, and a hundred dollars later they didn't eat any of it, and now I have a kitchen full of crap. That's an expensive play date. <laughs> Not really a hundred, but well, I I mean, I did get flowers and unnecessary things as well. Of course. That's mm-hmm. why you can't leave the house. Exactly. That's why you have to order everything on Amazon because you only get what you need. Tell Tracy that, please. Yeah. I had to go to Costco yesterday and... Oh my God, you go to Costco every week. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's my new thing. I just get the same things every week and it lasts us all week. I get... For work or for home? No, for home. I get a pack of frozen mini pizzas. I get the Costco macaroni and cheese. We eat very healthy here, my kids do. All organic. I get all of our cereal and then... I just get a giant bag of broccoli and I steam it all. Like I'll steam it all tonight and then mm-hmm. we'll have it for the whole week. Who eats just steamed broccoli? We'll, we'll, make, we'll have it on a side with something else. I'll also boil a big thing of pasta and then they can add the spaghetti sauce if they want or they can add pesto if they want. My daughter usually will eat the pesto. So Is it amazing having kids it. like to do their own thing? Yeah. Is it amazing? Uh, they they're not as great as they could be, but it is nice because they they don't want to eat the same thing. So I don't really even cook because he is so full of allergies that he either can't eat or is super picky and, and won't eat it. Mm-hmm. So I just like now I can't even just make a thing of pasta with red sauce because my daughter prefers pesto. Mm. So I just make it plain. And I'm like, if you want to put butter and salt on it, bam. Mm-hmm. If you want red sauce, bam. If you butter want curry, I know, right? Delish. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife just puts like balsamic and oil on it and mm. and then throw some veggies in there. Call it mm. a day. That's nice. Yeah. I look forward to that day. It'll we're, not, come. we're almost. Yeah, I know. And we're we're getting there. Like they can warm up. Like Tracy um, gives them an option for in the morning, like French toast sticks or toast or blah, 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 you know, or cereal or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like they can do their own French toast sticks. So it's always like, do you want French toast sticks? Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But yeah. I'm telling you, get that cereal dispenser and they can get their own bowl of cereal. And if you pour milk into a smaller jug for them, Mm -hmm. then they could pour their own milk. Where did you get that cereal dispenser? Amazon. Really? Mm-hmm. So our problem is that we don't have any room. Our kitchen is so small and with zero counter space. Girlfriend, and I, I made room. Did you? You could I'm, get a tiny table and cut it down to their size and make their own counter with their self-help things. Th- we don't have... There's no place to put it, though. Oh. Siri, I'll take a picture of my kitchen. You'd be like, how do you even function? Tiny kitchen. Tiny kitchen for big people. <laughs> um... Big person in a little, little kitchen. Um, so, plus they'd probably just keep eating the same, like they'd just get raisin bran and pick out all the raisins and then throw the bran away. Or, you um, know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so. we have one has Cheerios in it and one has Frosted Flakes in it. Mm. And they just self-help. Sometimes they'll just snack on dry cereal, but... It's great because when they open a bag of cereal themselves and then they try to pour it, even at this age, oh, it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And my son won't eat it if it's been opened 
or they dig their dirty hands in the box and God only knows where their hands have been. Mm -hmm. And then they're digging in there and you don't know, you're unsuspecting and then you get a bowl of cereal and it's just full of hand germs. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Okay, gross. Yeah. I I can see where that would be a good purchase then. Yeah. The dispenser, the trough of cereal. Mm -hmm. You just keep refilling. Yeah. So It's like you're at the... um, Fairfield Inn every night. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So really the only reason we need to talk is so that we can discuss Love is Blind. That's true. So you're all caught up, right? Yeah, I'm all caught up. Okay, spoilers for anyone. Yeah, I think that's super important. Like if you have not watched Love is Blind and you're going to, don't listen to this episode. Right. Maybe wait a day or two. You still listen, but, you know, wait yeah, a day you or two. Yeah, come back. Come back. Come back. Um, but for anyone who is living under a rock, it's Love is Blind. It's on Netflix. Uh, the whole season just finished, but it was only released week by week. So it wasn't a complete bingeable um, series. And I don't even know how to explain this show. Basically, there were a bunch of singles. 15. It was 15? Okay, so Mm -hmm. you've done some research. 15 single men and 15 single women. Okay, so then they, all the women live in an apartment together and all the men live in an apartment together. And they do basically blind speed dating where they have different slots of time during the day where the men go into kind of like a confessional booth and they call it a pod. A pod. And so mm-hmm. do the women. And they can't see each other, but they can hear each other. And they've been given some questions to help get the topics and conversation going. But mm-hmm. basically, it's you're getting to know somebody sight unseen. Through a frosted window. Through a frosted pane of glass. Mm-hmm. And they will not be able to see each other until they've made some kind of connection and they've decided, someone has decided to propose to the other person. So and they the other have person to, has to say yes. Yes, they have to ask each other to marry them, sight unseen. Then they will be able to get to see each other for the first time after they've mm-hmm. already committed to marrying this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first dates, which we didn't know, so some behind the scenes information, is that they actually could date multiple times a day. Well, they called them dates, but they could actually whatever we'll call them dates too they could actually date multiple times a day and um in the beginning the dates were really short because they were still trying to figure out who's who and everything like that so the dates would only be like 10 minutes long okay um and then as time went by they could choose like well we're not gonna i don't want to see i don't want to waste my time with bob i'm just gonna go talk with tim all day Mm -hmm. yep exactly okay so initial thoughts here's my initial thoughts first off everybody is in a pod they can't see the other person right why are they dressing up <laughs> you have I'm to suspend serious. your reality like, okay but they know they're being ca- on camera i don't cur. i don't cur. you, you know it's t- going to be aired on netflix of all platforms and you're going to show up like you're looking right now. No offense. Shut up. Girl. I'm going to go <laughs> swimming later. I don't need I have my teeth. I can feel them the inside of... Mm, I, can, I no. didn't shower and I'm wearing pajamas. So Me too. I wouldn't <laughs> wear this. I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> well, I'm not saying like... <laughs> I need to go get gas in my car ensemble. later and I'm debating if I'm going to get dressed or not. I'm not saying this ensemble. I'm saying like they are dressed to... They are like... Evening gown, high heels, blah, 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 curly hair. Like, they've got it. They're to the nines. Yes, they are. And they're all gorgeous. So, like, there's not a an unattractive person in the lot. So, to me, it would have been a little more interesting if they were just a little slightly more average. Um, because then at the reveal, I mean, there were some that didn't have, like, an immediate chemistry attraction physically but Mm -hmm. it could have been even more juicy if there was some that I mean like someone with a lazy eye some you know just like something a little off kilter okay yeah but could you imagine being the one that was a goofball 
Like, oh, God. Well, uh, they were already worried because one guy was short. <laughs> and he was like, I don't get a lot of women. And some of the people didn't get a lot of airtime at all. That's true. There were there were eight engagements altogether, but um, we only saw four or five, I think it was. Because there was one guy who kept giving all the other guys advice. And I'm like, who's Rory. this dude? We haven't even <laughs> seen his interactions. Yeah, he got, he, remember, he got in the pod with um, Diamond and, I think it was Diamond, and immediately he said something about, some kind of oh are you I, are you black yeah your voice and, sounds like you're black and she was like yeah Mm-mm. and that was the last we saw him outside of giving like like just um you know kind of dr phil pep talks to right. the rest of the guys in the apartment <laughs> yeah that was really he really showed his true colors there mm-hmm. um but i'm curious too so you know you're on camera mm-hmm how authentic are your conversations? I think at first they would be very surface conversations because you know this is all going to be on television. Or do you think they forget about that fairly quickly and just... I cannot imagine that they would be forgetting about it. I mean... There's no way. I bet they're thinking like, well, what parts are going to be actually aired and what parts parts aren't? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because obviously they're not going to air every single second of every single date, though I would love to see it. Um, so they probably could get li- a little mm, like edgy with their conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. <laughs> love is blind. Let's mm-hmm. discuss the couples. Okay. So let's only discuss the ones that got engaged. No. Wait. Okay, fine. No. Yes. So you just want to talk about the people. No, this is this is just the engaged ones. So we, right. we've got one, two, three, four, five, six couples, right? That got engaged? Correct. Okay. Well, there's actually eight couples that got engaged, and I have a story about one of them that we did not see. Um, but go ahead. Okay. So... Let's just start with Lauren and Cameron. How do we feel about them? Were these your favorite? Honestly, I was really rooting for the underdogs, Jessica and Mark. (laughs) Okay, so Lauren and Cameron, um, they are an interracial couple. Right. And it seemed as if they hit it off, like, immediately. Mm -hmm. And they were just too sweet on each other. And... Cameron, it was kind of like a geeky geek, kind of. Like, what was he? I think he was, um... Was he the scientist or the engineer? He was like a scientist or something like that. And Lauren was gorgeous, and I don't know what she did for a living, but... She was something in social media because she had photography and, like, a studio in her apartment for photography. So... I think they hit it off right away, and you could tell that each time that they talked, they just were like big smiles and like flirty eyes, even though it was through a wall. And um, I don't know. What did you think? Well, I thought he was a little needy and that she she was super independent. I thought they were adorable, and I was, mm-hmm. I was super rooting for them. But looking back on all the couples, what I found really fascinating was that here in society, you have so many times you hear, oh, the men don't want to settle down. Like, it's always the men, 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 men. Here, you have this group of men who's like, yes, I want to commit. I want to settle down. I'm ready to get married. You know, my bachelor days are over. I'm ready for a serious commitment. And then you have women saying the same exact thing. Uh But then at the end of the day, it seemed like it was all the women who had the biggest problem settling down. Don't jump ahead there yet, though. Don't jump ahead there. I mean, they weren't the only ones to bail out of the marriages, but they seemed to be the ones dragging their feet the most. And it was like it was like they were all so broken that when they finally had someone who did like them for them and show them what they always thought they wanted 
None of them knew what to do with it. Well, I don't think that was the case with Cameron and Lauren, though. I think they were both pretty healthy people, even though he was a little needy, like you saw after the engagement. Um, and they were actually got to see each other, which we'll talk about. But, like, I think that they were pretty solid from the get-go. Like, they seemed pretty level-headed and talked about things like important things. And they were googly-eyed over one another, but... You know, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, when they had their reveal, I was, the reveals were awesome. Mm -hmm. I was just cheering. I found myself teary-eyed with many of these couples, Mm -hmm. cheering Mm -hmm. for them. Their weddings, I didn't really get teared up over because they were just so cheesy. Yeah. The reveals I thought were cool because they got to see each other the next day. Well, the way that they presented it they got to see each other the next day and then they ended they were behind a wall and then had to run toward each other and all of the reveals i think went well right but let's go to the next couple okay you want to pick a couple now yeah so i think that we're both pro cameron and lauren correct yes i was pro cameron they were like one of my favorites the couple i want to choose is kelly and kenny Which were like the sleeper couple, which we didn't see one damn thing about them. We didn't see them until we were in Mexico, didn't we? I think we may have seen them in the in the pods, but not a ton. Not a ton at all. I think maybe we saw it was like them getting engaged and then seeing each other down the runway or whatever. Like that was it. Yes. And um, I had no feelings toward them. I, I thought they were so white bread and yeah, boring. They were pretty boring. I did start, they did start to grow on me and I was pro them. I really thought they were going to make it when they, when their parents both met each other Yeah, and they were, their parents both talked about how when they fell in love, it was right away too. Mm-hmm. And they were so supportive of them. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure they were going to make it. That was the one time I thought, okay. This could be interesting because their parents were just so adorable. They Both were of their parents. So cute. Oh, the cutest. So I like I thought okay, they they could be the most boring couple in the world and still, you know. I whatever. honestly that one was the biggest surprise for me in the end because I thought for sure, even though they hadn't gotten intimate yet. I thought for sure they were going to go the distance. Yeah. Well, I thought so too until the end. So at the so what happens is then at the end of the um series, they are the engaged couples go through this time away at a resort in Mexico and then they go through this period of time living together in this apartment in Atlanta and then they go and get married at this I don't know, it looked like a chapel of some sort. So um all through the resort, they Kelly and Kenny didn't have sex. They decided that they didn't want to. That Well, mainly Kelly decided right. that they didn't want to. She didn't want to. And so Kenny just kind of went along with it. And then um, it started kind of wearing on them and wearing on them. And all of a sudden, through these testimonials at the wedding, you could kind of see that Kenny was like, this fucking sucks that we're not getting intimate. And mm-hmm. everyone else has. And then Kelly, who's giving off some lesbian vibes, I'm sorry, but like some softball, volleyball, I don't know what lesbian yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, Kelly, Kelly, she was the heartbreaker. Yeah. She was the heartbreaker. And I was like, wow. But Kenny took it like a champ. So he, he, well, no, he got really weird at the end and he was like, stop filming. And at the very end. Yeah. He got super weird. Right away, though, like in front of the whole crowd, he's like, gave this little speech and whatever. And then he walked off and you could see. I know. And did you see her mom? She was like, I love him. Like this guy. I know. She's she's got some issues like she all of her friends were like, this is the greatest guy. You always pick the worst guys. And she's definitely a self-sabotager. Listen to me. I have a Google PhD in psychology and uh, relationships. But she, um, yeah, I really, I feel like she just, she was totally down with everything. And then all of a sudden overnight, she was just like, "Mm, nope. Right. So and then just to explain, then the wedding happens. All the engaged couples have to go to this chapel. They're yeah, they all have, have to go through the motions. On. Right. And but at the very end, the person who's um, 
facilitating the wedding says, do you take this blah, 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 blah? And they can either say yes or no. So Kelly said no. Right. Um, and ever, that was the, was that the first no? I can't remember now in that series, like how it went. But um, so it was a shocker. So he, he like took it like champ and then all of a sudden went a little bit loony bins behind the scenes, which is fine. Yeah. But yeah, they were the sleeper cupper. They were like white bread, like no drama. Like yeah, I but I thought for the, sure they were just they were going to go to distance. Yeah. So then, oh, I know who I want to pick. Uh, so, Gianna, Giannina and Damien. Oh God, that girl was the biggest diva right. ever. So Giannina, Gina, 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 I just called her G. G. Yeah. She was from Venezuela. And I don't know how, like, if they immigrated here or, or if her parents did. I'm not sure. But she had, she, her parents were Venezuelan. Yeah. But she talked about family. I, I was really confused because then her family showed up. But she made it sound like her parents were still there and dirt poor and she sent them money. She sends her yeah. family. I don't know who she considers her family money in Venezuela. Yeah. I think she was on this show just to get an acting career going. She I think she would have married him, but she would have done anything. She would have gone through any of the motions just to be just to be made. This was her her clout moment. Like she just wanted to be noticed. Right. So in the beginning in the pods, they really got along. Like they you know, did their, who's not going to get along? If You're, you're going to keep seeing each other if you're getting along, right? So they got along fine, yada, yada, yada. The engagement, let's step back to the engagement part. That was, that was the, the weirdest, weirdest engagement ever. Was it so awkward? When he's like, Giannina, whatever, G, there's a box. Do you see the box? And she's like, <laughs> yes. And he's like, okay, take the box. And it's I was going, don't open it. Empty. I was going to put everything in there that was a part of me and my travels and blah, blah, blah to give you me as a gift. And then I said, forget it. And I took everything out. And then I took the bow off. And I, what, I was I like, know, and where he's is like, this it's going? It's empty because it needs to be filled with memories from you. And then he's got a bow tie on his wrist. And he's like, will yeah. you accept this bow? But he's just talking to a wall. Yeah. And then she has this long dramatic pause. And then she's like, no, you're going to marry me because I'm a woman's woman. And I believe in equality. And... Yeah. Will you marry me? And the, but the whole time the guy's like, "Oh shit, she's not answering, and she's doing mm-hmm. some big." Every moment with her was so scripted. It looked like she yeah. had even her drama, her tantrums looked scripted. Mm-hmm. Everything she was very dramatic. It was so dramatic, and it she was what like twenty four, twenty five, she was young, super yeah. young, and you could tell just by the way she did everything Mm -hmm. but she was like do you remember when you said this is the best sex of your life and (gasps) i didn't say anything back i was like oh my god right bitch yeah exactly exactly and then she was so crazy when i mean i was shocked that he said no in the i was as well Mm -hmm. and then I mean, their reveal was really good. Like, there were fireworks. I I thought they were going to make it, even though she was super fiery and and Mm -hmm. spicy. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when he was just, like, quivering and trembling, I thought he was just super nervous of what she was going to say. Yeah. And then she just seemed so utterly shocked when he said no. And she just... She starts running down the street. and She was oh running down God. the street. So uh, this is what I thought was funny. She's running down the street and then goes into some, like, gutter where she falls and the back of her dress is all muddy. <laughs> and then her mom is, like, running after her but doesn't take off her shoes. She's running in these, you know, four-inch high-heel shoes down this, like, concrete path. The mom is right. in her ball gown. And um, Jeanine, she is just... She's like Cinderella at midnight. Yeah. She's running. Yeah. But so then after the what I thought was the even the most che- like cheesier part was that they got back together and talked it out or right. whatever. And she's so over the top, extra so dramatic. Everything was like 
uh, what is it called? Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but when you give this big dramatic speech, yes, everything she did, every time they had an argument or a disagreement or a topic, a topic of conversation, she was just, she would take these pauses. Mm-hmm. And she would speak with this authority. Yeah. And then she ripped her dress and she was like, she ripped it into a strip and she was like, take back your bow. Yeah. The stupid it's fucking so bow. It's so dramatic. Oh, I was so like, stupid. everything seemed believable until like you and your dramatic displays. Just mm-hmm. whatever. Get out the, of here. Also, the thing I wanted to point out as well was that in that whole, that whole part of them talking it out. After the fact, yeah, her dress was not muddy. When she fell down that ditch, she had a big muddy black butt. Right. And, and when did it, she have the strength to rip her dress? Right. Like, what? I'm like, are you making bandages with this? That's, what are you doing with your right. dress? That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, I would never be able to just all of a sudden rip fabric. Like. Right. Like, would she tear it apart with her teeth? It was just... Mm-hmm. And her makeup was wasn't a hot mess. Like Exactly. She should have come back like Tammy Faye Baker with just, like, foundation <laughs> dripping down her face. And she was mm-hmm. just fine. Um, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. So that so was a big boo-hoo. They, they didn't make they it. They didn't make it. So now we are, one, making it. Two, not making it. Kenny and Kelly, no. And Jeannia and Damien, which I hate that name, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. And then we have Diamond and Carlton, who never even made it past Mexico. No, this is the most controversial couple, though. So now, you know he was on another reality show, right? I can't, I saw a blurb about it, but I can't remember what it was. I can't remember his big brother or something else. But and he was outwardly bi and like in a relationship with a man. Really? On, that, on whatever that series was, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. Really? Mm-hmm. So right. So that's Carlton and Diamond. Carlton decided that he wasn't going to tell Diamond that he's bisexual until after he's engaged. After he engaged her, no, after he <laughs> proposed. <laughs> proposed, thank you. <laughs> engage, I do engage after, you. <laughs> so after they propose, he proposes, she says yes, they meet on the big runway thing. Nothing is said then, obviously, because how are you going to bring that up then? So they get to Mexico and he's being complete a-hole to her. Such an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. just night and day difference. He was yeah. cocky and degrading and yes. just saying just ridiculous things. Yeah, it didn't even make sense. No, like, it was like he was coming from? Like, off his meds or something just all of a yeah. sudden. It was yeah, so totally. weird. So Diamond, who it was like, I don't know what's happening. And um, then finally, like they went out by and sat by the pool or something. And that's where he said, um, in the past, I've had relationship with relationships with men. Right. And she's like, why didn't you tell me this? Right. You know, she took it pretty. I don't know. What do you think? She. I don't know. She took it pretty, pretty, pretty close minded. I don't know if after having a chance to think about it, if she would have came back to him, if he wouldn't have gotten so crazy. Yeah, I feel like again, she could have maybe had a chance to to just talk about it and see how she felt about it. Mm-hmm. But he got all temper tantrumy and turned mm-hmm. it into this. He made it all about him, mm-hmm. and he didn't give her a chance. Like you've known you were by for how long? She just found out. Give her a right. freaking minute. And then, so then they met the next day after the whole thing went down, and she seemed to approach him like, okay, let's talk about this. You know, I want to know the details or whatever. And again, he he acted like a little brat. Yeah. And she gave the ring back, and like, what, 17 minutes later, they were both on a plane home. (laughs) Yeah, they just were like booking it out of there on separate buses and get me out of here. Right. It was so, I'm like, wow, that was okay. That was fast. Yeah. I wouldn't even. <laughs> it was really weird. And again, like, I feel knowing that this is his second reality show, I feel like he 
was just there to shake things up. Yeah, totally. They he were totally like, was let's there just, just throw this into the to the mix here. And he just wanted to get some sort of recognition, I think. You know, like he just obviously you're on the second reality show. I mean, yeah. What's your goal? Is your goal isn't to find a wife, please give me a break. Yeah. It was weird. So um so that was a no go. No go there. And then our last couple. Well, we didn't really talk about Jessica and Mark. I just quickly said. No, their oh names. yeah, sorry. Yeah, we have two more couples. Yeah, we have Jessica and Mark, and we have Amber and Barnett. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want to do first? Let's unpack Amber and Barnett. Okay. So if you remember, I think that we need to start with this one way back in the pod. Yeah. So, uh, do you remember there was three girls he was interested in? I don't remember the other girl. I know there was another girl, but she means nothing to me. I don't remember anything about her. Right. So in the pods, he was leading on these three girls, these three women, as if he was going to propose, as if, you know, whatever. And all three of these women were totally falling head over heels. Yeah, they were all strung along. It was Jessica, Amber, and somebody else. Why do I feel like it was Danielle? But I'm not positive. Might have Um, been. So... Yeah, so he he had he was like, "What would you say if I asked you to marry me? What would it look like? Like, do you how many kids do you want? Like all of these things he was going through with each woman, and each woman was like, "Oh my god!" Right. And what's also weird is that he wouldn't say if he would he would talk to them like, "Well, when we're married." Yeah, it was all very. I mean, I don't know how often he did it. Again, there's editing, so we don't know mm-hmm. if they just... I feel like they tried to make him look like a real douche for a really long time. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't... In the end, I didn't feel that douchey about him. Right. Me neither. And I felt... The other thing that's super weird is like, okay, they they don't leave this building. And this takes place over from start to finish. It's, what, three months um, I know from engagement to wedding, it was four weeks. Okay. So I'm not sure. So even less than that. Yeah, okay. it was it was quick. It's like two and a half months, maybe. Mm-hmm. But so during the time that they're in the studio, the pod area, they don't leave that building. They have no cell phones. They have no mm-hmm. TVs. They have no landline phones. It's just they have no connection to the outside world. It's just this these groups of women or men that they have to live with and then their time in the pods drinking drinking and yeah they have alcohol in the pod and alcohol in the apartment why did these women not talk about it like they talked about it but not a lot i would have been like listen tell me everything he has said to you Mm -hmm. yes he said the same exact thing to me Exactly. And they didn't do that until like the final two days or something. Right. I think it happened. I think we saw it more when after he broke Jessica's heart, like Jessica thought like this is the day we're going to get engaged and whatever, whatever. And then he's like, yeah, I'm not into you. Right. And so she left the pod and then just went on a binge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And was like... Amber, you don't do the thing that I did. You just don't. Do, he's a jerk. Right. Like, went on this whole drunken escapade telling everybody how jerky he was. And Lauren had his number the whole time. She was like, yes. girls, he is stringing you all along. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? But, I mean, mm-hmm. easy to say when you've known since the first day what guy you're into and you just didn't even entertain the others. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And then... um. So, yeah, so he, but he had such different relationships with each one of them. Mm-hmm. Like with Amber, it was very BFF. Mm-hmm. Um, they laughed she was together. Like one of the guys. Yeah, she was like one of the guys. With, I mean, with Jessica and whoever the other mystery girl is, it didn't even really stand out that much to me. Mm-mm. But it was more like surfacey, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I agreed. I think that that Amber was his 
his correct match. Mm-hmm. But, oh, is she a character? Yeah, she's a loose cannon. Yeah, she's interesting. And I agree with what you said about how they per- they portrayed um, Barnett, which is his last name, by the way, not his first name, that they portrayed Barnett as some sort of like frat boy, you know, like Yahoo, who was like all jokes, no seriousness and all of this stuff, except when he would like freak out about like what he was doing there, like he was there to get a wife or right. whatever. But um, then they went to after that Amber and he got engaged and they had a chance to go to the family's home mm-hmm. or meet the family and his like the way he was around his family i was like oh my gosh that's a totally different person right like he's still funny and still whatever but he all of a sudden he looked like a grown-up yeah <laughs> you know like oh we have responsibilities and oh yeah this is whatever and she was just like flippity floppity oh wacky. so weird with his family she was clearly extremely nervous and Mm -hmm. you can tell they came from completely different backgrounds and you saw that once they showed their different families Mm -hmm. um which explains some of her quirkiness Mm -hmm. and i don't know i started to really second guess her because Mm -hmm. i was thinking are you just in this for like to get out of the gutter kind of thing Mm -hmm. um But then, I mean, I think she really did care for him. Yeah, I do think so as well. But I think that she was, it kind of made her seem nervous that, hmm, like, she was nervous that she was going to be too goofy and he was going to be like, whatever. You know what I mean? Because they were from such different worlds. You know what part I thought was interesting was that when they were sitting around in the kitchen and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she spills the fact that she has, like, $40,000 worth of school debt and she never went to school like it was all of these things she was like i've maxed out my credit cards with Mm -hmm. makeup and but the editing is so key because right then they show him and he's super worried it's like right i mean yeah you're not going to talk about that in the pod when else i'm surprised it even came up because i didn't hear it come up with anyone else and i was thinking oh these people are actually talking about finances where the other people haven't talked about anything like that right right and then also when she was at the barbecue with his family and she was just drinking beer and say like joking about i mean she was just so nervous and she was joking about how this is how she was coping with the nerves was drinking and you could see like the dad was on his cell phone doing who knows what and they were (laughs) kind of rolling their eyes and Mm -hmm. you just wonder how much of that was the editing because we don't know if that was even the reaction to her saying that or if that was just yeah, you don't them know. doing that 20 minutes later. Could you imagine, like, do you remember when you and I first met each other's parents? I want to say I didn't meet yours until, like, a Christmas party at your sister's house. Yeah. Was that when I, I met them? I can't imagine being, like, going to your home with your mom and dad and being received like that like or i'm sorry i shouldn't say that like um your mom and dad being so kind of cold you know like right. they didn't, it didn't the editing showed i know it's all editing and yada 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 but they showed it just like they were not interested in her she said some rando stuff and they were like this go cray and then went about their business you well, know right so this is yeah i want to totally talk about like just love and blind love and meeting families in general I think I felt it was so unfair because okay imagine I'm bringing you home to my parents which I have done so Mm -hmm. it's not that big of an imagination but imagine if it was all about you that day like Mm -hmm. if I paraded in and the first time you ever met my parents I was like here she is this Mm -hmm. is the one i barely told you anything about and we're gonna get Mm -hmm. married and doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. you think about that but by the way what do you think about that Mm -hmm. and then the whole time they're just like sitting there and staring at you but also expecting you to eat the potato salad like right she doesn't like my cooking (laughs) why isn't she eating because she's gonna shit her pants because you're all staring at her Mm -hmm. it would have been so uncomfortable so crazy right like that's not Mm -hmm. how you introduce somebody no, not you, at all. Even though they were going to get engaged, like maybe not bring it up the first 
and everything is so fast, so it's not fair that way. Mm-hmm. But maybe just meet them for the barbecue the first time and then go the next day and hang out with them a little longer. And Yeah, exactly. I mean, everything was like boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, yeah, welcome and to the crazy like, train. The love is blind part was super fascinating and I think it was mm-hmm. really valid but why did mm-hmm. they have to rush it why did they have to make everything set like did they run out of production money <laughs> like we can only afford this crew for three months so from start right. to finish we have to have this done in three months because it would have been just as fascinating to see it, it unfold longer. naturally mm-hmm. after that yeah I agree completely because I mean, and then you got to wonder too, like, okay, would have would the couples that got married would they still be together if it was like a long process, right? You know what I mean. I don't and know. would the others who weren't ready to commit that day, if ha- if they would have had more time to just not be panicked about it, mm-hmm. would they have come around to it and had that common ground, right? So then the long and the short of Amber and Barnett, as weird as Amber was and uncomfortable and awkward, and Barnett was just Barnett, like frat boy Barnett, I thought, um, they made everybody uncomfortable with how physical they were from the Mm -hmm. get-go, like in the resort and everything like that. But they made it through. They both, they were married. They both agreed to it. And spoiler alert, they're still married and doing great. Well, and she... She was really interesting, too, because so they portrayed him as this big frat boy. Mm -hmm. And he was goofy and liked to have fun, but he was way more reserved than she actually is. Yes. And she's quirky and out there and just says kind of inappropriate things. But I know at least five girls like her Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. And then you add alcohol and she does Mm -hmm. not handle her liquor well. Mm-mm. Like everyone was talking about how Jessica was an alcoholic. I didn't really think so. I thought Amber was a hot mess drunk. Mm-hmm. The best part was the bachelorette party when they were interviewing her and she was just like, I'm going to get, I have a fiance and I'm going to mm-hmm. get married tomorrow. And oh my God, I'm so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. She was such, at least she was laughing about it because she realized, right. yes, I'm talking. But that too, it's like, who has a bachelorette party the day before they get married? Right. So you're going to be really, so freaking hung I mean, over and then you're going to yeah. walk down the aisle the next day. Yeah. None of them looked hung over and they were loaded. Right. And they so were you- all nervous. And it's like, yeah, you're going to be nervous. It's your wedding day. Mm-hmm. Regardless of if you've been engaged for two days or two years, mm-hmm. you're going to be nervous. Mm-hmm. And just the way I know they got to tailor their weddings a little bit. But it was so weird because nobody else stood up there with them. Right. And in some clips, you saw the bridesmaids walk down. And in some, you didn't see them walk down at all. Like that one, they were like, we've been sitting sitting here for an hour. And it's like, (gasps) what a weird, uncomfortable ceremony. Mm -hmm. And this is now your memory for life of your Mm -hmm. wedding. Like Mm -hmm. just your bridesmaids sitting in folding chairs watching you. It was weird. So weird. Before we go on to that, though, we have to hit Jessica and Mark. Oh, yes. So, go ahead. Mark was the sweetest guy ever. And there's a 10-year age difference between them. He's like Mm -hmm. 24 and she's 34. Mm -hmm. And she was dabbling between, Jessica was dabbling between Mark and Barnett. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she, she all along was more attracted to Mark in the pods but I feel like she kind of got roped in knowing that the other girls were also so attracted to Barnett that it was like Mm -hmm. a game and she didn't really want to give that one up Mm -hmm. and I don't think she was as hurt as she portrayed it to be when Barnett said no really yeah because I mean maybe it's the editing but she got over it really fast and rebounded to Mark well, I think that because she felt like, okay, I'm going to leave here with a fiance. Like, that's my goal. I don't care who it is, but she thought for sure it was going to be Barnett because Barnett pretty much just said, when we get married, you know, like when we walk right. out of here and we get married and whatever else. And she's like, yeah, all right. Right. And then the next day, literally, she started the conversation with, so do you still feel the same way as last night? And he's like, 
no. <laughs> right. So she had to have some kind of inkling right. that, like, is this even true? Because the other girls are saying, you're saying the same thing. So yeah. who's it going to be? And then they made it look like that was the situation. Like, okay, Barnett was like, yeah, no, I don't feel the same way. It's, you know, I'm not going to be engaged to you, whatever. And then um, it's it the way that they edited it, it was like as if three seconds later, she was like... On Mark's pod. Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, remember how hey, I dissed you the night before? how I'm your true love. Um, <laughs> but so it, she was, I, I don't know, she got a lot of flack online, but I found her to be super interesting because she had some valid hangups. Like what? Well, she was really, she was really concerned about the age difference. And you could tell that she was scared that I know you're here on a show, but are you really ready for commitment? Because I remember what I was like at 24. And she's just finding it really hard to believe that a 24-year-old male already knows he wants to settle down and have kids. Can I point something out to you? Sure. Of course. Barnett was 27. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was seven years younger. I mean... I don't think that much that's that big of a deal. Here's my other thing that I initially thought and I couldn't really shake. I think her biggest hang up was that he was Hispanic. <gasps> really? Uh-huh. Because they had a connection and she was she was down and then she met him and it was like she had more reasons once she met him that it wouldn't work out than before she met him. I thought that was simply because she wasn't attracted to him. Like he was short. He wasn't. No, I thought he was handsome. I did. But I'm saying like what she because she's she had said like that this isn't really the type of guy that I usually she's like, I like big guys, right. you know, like, you know, whatever. So I just don't think that she was into him physically. I don't know because he he's shorter but he was still taller than she was. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's fine. But I feel like the second she met him, she was like I mean, she, I guess she knew he was Hispanic cuz he said Yeah, he did say and cuz he said something like my parents come from these huge families right. and But mm-hmm. I feel like that was one of her biggest hang-ups. And then she just kept trying to find all these other reasons. But then the more I got to know her, I felt like I think she was just a really damaged. She had a lot of issues. <laughs> and it was interesting how and it was interesting and sad to me how much they weighed in on what everybody else in the world thought. She and her especially. Yeah, it was what are my friends gonna say? Right. What are my parents gonna say? I mean, which is so silly because it's like you're thirty. It's not like you're seventy eight dating a nineteen year old. Right. You're thirty four dating a twenty four year old who is way more mature than most twenty four year olds. Right. It's not like you know he. It's just it was so weird, and that's what I. That's why I perceived it as. She just wasn't as attracted to him, you know. But then you have like Lauren and Cameron and Lauren. She brought up some of the issues. She's like, I've never dated a white guy before. Mm -hmm. Have you dated a person of color? And he's like, yeah, my last girlfriend with two years. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a concern of her. But then she's like, well, I love him and people are going to have to deal with it. And we'll Mm -hmm. take whatever comes as it comes. Mm -hmm. But. With Jessica, it was just, you know, all these friends. And it's like, who are your friends? Who? Yeah. How are you 34 years old and still worrying about what your freaking friends think? Yeah, exactly. Who the, and then all who of her the friends are your were friends? Like, but her friends were like, yeah, and what? Well, that like, one what's... friend at the cafe was not. Was no. that her friend or was that Jessica? Um, Lauren's friend. I don't remember. There Lauren. was one friend who was like, oh. Yeah. Um. But so everybody's going to have and that then, one friend. So they they had great dates and she was still kind of wishy-washy and they seemed to really be enjoying each other. But then everyone else was talking about all the sex they were having and they still hadn't gotten intimate. But Mm-mm. then 
all of a sudden, how did I miss it? I even went back to the episode before because they never showed when they did finally connect. Yeah, they mentioned it at like a bar or something. Like at the weird, like at the bachelor party or something like that. All of a sudden, they were having sex, and it was like. Oh, I thought she was lying because they were like, they said something and she's like, yeah. And they're like, is it great? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she's just saying that because she's tired of them all asking her. And then later on, Mark's like, all of a sudden it just happened and it's been great and da da da. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. did I miss an episode? So I went back to the other one. And the Mm -hmm. last thing we see, they're in separate rooms of the house having a pod date. Yeah, yes, which was so sweet of him. It was he so, was like, he's the sweetest guy. He was sweet. He was really sweet. Not my type of guy. I mean, if I were into guys, but not my type of guy, but sweet. You know, like he was really trying. He but was, then I thought to myself, dude, you need to stop trying so hard. If she's not into you, she's not going to get into you If because you just keep doing these sweet things. Yeah, but I know? feel like a lot of those women purposely were pushing these guys away. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know like my wife hates these shows and I watched the finale on my birthday and I said <laughs> it's my birthday you're gonna sit here and you're not gonna diss the show you get to say nothing she's like okay mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. and then she's like I'm just gonna say one thing and I'm like fine <laughs> and she's like this would be a whole lot more interesting if this was all gay people yeah especially lesbians yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're damn right. And it was just so interesting how, and I don't know all lesbians, I don't know all gay people, but it just seemed like you don't? this was a game mm-hmm. between so many of the women and men where these guys are chasing them, chasing them, chasing them, and the women are luring them in, luring them in, and then all of a sudden they're like, mm, but no, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm really not... I'm not good enough for you. And what if you mm. don't love me late? It was just like, what has this world created <laughs> where mm-hmm. so many of these people are just so afraid to let someone love them? Um, before we go on from Jessica and Mark, I do need to say one thing. And that is, wasn't it weird that, first of all, Mark never met Jessica's family and B, that at the wedding, she had no one there. She walked down the aisle by herself. She left by herself. She got in a cab by herself in her wedding dress still. Like, she was by herself. Oh, yeah. She didn't have anyone there. Did she have any of her bridesmaids? She had bridesmaids, but they didn't follow her out. No, they didn't. All the other girls had someone... Chase after them. Yeah, I guess she (laughs) travels a lot and is kind of like a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like her family is, I mean, she's got some, like, skeletons in her closet. She sure does. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But that was super, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really thought they were going to make it in the end, though. Also, we didn't talk about that with Jeanine and Damien. Mm-hmm. Was that, um, remember, they were going to go meet Damien's family? And then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, um, they don't want us. To, they don't want to meet you. Yeah. And then when did, so did they ever even meet or they were just at the wedding? I think they were just at the wedding. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> it was really and weird. And I just can't but- imagine. It's like, fine. I, this is not what I would have chosen for you is to go in a game show and do this. Right. But I'm going to still show up for you. And I'm still going to be in the moment. Yeah, you're going to do what you're going to do and whatever. Right, right. They weren't axe murderers in their previous lifetime. Like, they're oh, they're fine. They're just, this is just weird. Right. Um, and then also speaking about that whole, that whole thing, Amber and Barnett, when Barnett went to his apartment and he's like, I'm so embarrassed. It's really small. It's, you know, dirty. I have a dog. There's dog hair. Da, da, da. And Amber walked in and she's like, this is great. You yeah. know, like whatever. And then with Cameron and Lauren, Cameron was like, I've chosen this home for me and my future wife and our family. And like I had that in mind when I bought Like He was so into that right and she was like yeah how would you feel about not living together after we were married? yeah she was like what if i just kept my apartment kept my apartment but it was that it's just and she was they were older not mm-hmm. old but it's i mean it's interesting because when you have someone who's 
been single for so long. And she was really weird with relationships too, because I guess both of her other long-term relationships were long distance. So Mm -hmm. she had just created this thing for herself where she she physically had her own space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was super interesting. But I really ended up liking Amber and Barnett. I liked him more than I liked her. Yeah. And Lauren and Cameron were super gushy sweet. And I just was like, yeah, they'll work out. They'll be fine. Yeah. So that was the only two. Those were the only two that worked out. Amber and Barnett and Cameron and Lauren. And then when Lauren said, y'all, I'm going to have the cutest babies. Uh-huh. I was like, you are. Because they were really both cute together. They were so cute. And I mean, as much as, as clingy he as he was, and he always was like on top of it. I'd be like, move back. I know, Personal right? Personal space, dude. But um, there was, we mentioned Rory in the beginning of the podcast, where he was like the um, therapist on the show. He did get engaged. They were kicked off the show. They were kind of too boring, I guess. So they didn't want that Rory and his fiance to go to Mexico. So they decided that they would take a trip by themselves to Miami. And they went as an engaged couple. They got back. And girl was like, yeah, I we're going to break this off. And I'm going to be with somebody else that I like from the cast. Whoa. <laughs> but we don't know who. I'm sure that'll come out. Also, what was interesting is that I just read today... They filmed that show back in September, September through November of 2018. Right. So this is all these people had to stay. Secret this whole time. Yeah, on the DL, the whole flipping time. That is crazy to me. And they do that with a lot of shows. And I know, like Survivor, for example, has to do it, but they only have to do it for like a month or two. It's not Mm -hmm. this long. Two years? Yeah. I'd have to move time. out of the country. I'd have to turn Amish and yeah, not you speak literally to can't tell anyone because loose lips sink ships. So <laughs> who could you possibly trust to not slip it? Or yeah. all these people are on social media to just. I mean, people were looking for clues, me included. I was like, I uh-huh. have got to see. Are they posting pictures together? Uh huh. Because I mean, did you go on Reddit? It's all <laughs> no, I didn't go like, on Reddit. Pe- but people were like sleuthing, trying to figure right. it all out. It was like, mm-hmm. well, she didn't have a ring on in this picture, but da da da. I luckily didn't get onto the show until later, so I had quite a few that I was able to binge in a row. You binged it since last our last recording. Yeah. Because I said, did you watch Love is Blind? No, I didn't. Later on that evening, I got a text from you <laughs> saying, I'm fully committed. <laughs> I'm almost positive. I was completely caught up from zero to almost the last episode in that one weekend. <laughs> and then I had to wait. I tried to watch the last one because there was a teaser. And then uh-huh. I saw, oh, it's going to be released on my birthday. What a great yeah. I was like, <laughs> Love is Blind wedding finale is on on my birthday. Taylor Swift was coming out with a new video on my birthday. Wow. Um, yeah, I had all these things. And I was like, uh, the stars have aligned. <laughs> it's the best birthday present ever. So I came so home. Would you, and I was like, would you watch a season two? Yeah. I would totally. I would be all in for lesbians and i think i think we've unpacked most of i know we're all over the place but i feel like we really just kind of surface dove into what the show was and i don't know that even if we spent more time we could really unveil it all you just got to watch it for yourself yeah for sure but i want to make this a two-part episode okay so I say we wrap up here and then we'll conclude with like how this ties into our feelings on love and marriage and Mm -hmm. is love blind? Do either of us feel like love is blind? And have we had any experience with these types of things? I mean, I haven't been thrown in a pod, but we can unveil that all in our next episode, part two of Is Love Blind? Okay. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye.
Is it recording? Okay. So guys, we're going to wrap up this episode, but tune in next week for part two of episode seven, which is, is love blind? Do you think love is blind? Casey, you and I will unwrap if we think love is blind. Mm -hmm. Um, Thoughts, Our thoughts on it. Uh, more thoughts on love. Too bad it's not a Valentine's Day special, but oh darn it! But let us know. You have a couple days before we record again, so you could drop us some of your thoughts at etc. Uh, podcast at gmail dot com, or you can find us etc. The podcast on Instagram, etc. The podcast on Facebook, and let us know your thoughts on either the show if you've watched Love Is Blind on Netflix. Um, who was your favorite couple? Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts? Is love blind? Do you have any uh, blind love stories? Oh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I've never been in a pod, but I did a lot of internet dating. I mean, hello, we're right here speaking exactly. to each other. Exactly. We're going to unfold that. Ooh, All girl. right. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.